Hello, welcome. This is the BBC and you're with Business Matters. And today, ripples from Britain's decision to leave the EU continue to spread across the continent. We'll hear why Italy's oldest bank is troubled. Is the UK, meanwhile, trying to turn itself into a tax haven? We hear a critic of the government's plan to cut corporation tax. This is Fergus Nicholl with Business Matters on the BBC. First things first, happy 4th of July to all our listeners across the US and Americans uh, stranded away from home. We'll have a music quiz for you at the end of the show. More serious business first, though. Instagram snags half a billion users. Images are the most powerful way to connect because they transcend borders, languages, cultures, generations. Alison Van Diggelen's the host of FreshDialogues.com. She taped that interview for us. She's with us from Silicon Valley. We'll be talking to her about uh, women in business a bit later in the programme. And back with us from Singapore, Tony Nash, Chief Economist at Complete Intelligence. Much more from both as we go through the programme. Do you use Instagram? I do, as of last weekend. I think I might be the oldest user in the world. Perhaps more importantly, a new study says that half the Fortune 500 companies use it for marketing. And we'll get into that in a bit. But first, I'm going to hand over to Alison, because, Alison, you've been talking to a bigwig at the company about its recent announcement that it's reached the magic number of half a billion users. That's right. Yes, I interviewed Marnie Levine and she's the chief operating officer of Instagram. And Instagram is very well known as a a place where youth congregate, especially teenagers and young people. They use it to reach their friends and share cool things. A lot of these users are women, but they're not the only ones making up this figure of half a billion users. So I asked Marnie about how entrepreneurs are using Instagram to attract more business. There are so many different stories of small businesses, big businesses that have grown through the Instagram community. A woman named Aisha Yuva in Germany who has Art Youth Society, she started by designing a bracelet. She posted a photo of it. Somebody inquired, and suddenly she has a thriving business, and she has turned her passion into her livelihood. A lot of businesses have started to advertise on Instagram. We now have more than 200,000 advertisers. The vast majority of those are small businesses. You've added about 100 million users in about nine months. Obviously, the next big milestone would be a billion. Any ideas when that might happen? We are certainly marching towards a billion and even beyond a billion. And when we have more people on the platform, it really benefits the Instagram community because we get a wide range of perspectives, new windows into different things that are happening around the world. Those could be big events like the Olympics that are coming up this summer. That's probably how I'm going to experience the Olympics is through Instagram. Lots of people are sharing ordinary moments. They're sharing epic moments and everything in between. And why do you think Instagram's doing so much better than, say, Twitter that seems to have plateaued? We are always trying to think about what would add value to the community. We listen to feedback from the community. We try to address that feedback and we try to continue to innovate and do more so that people can tell stories in different ways. When Instagram started, it was really all about photos. Today, video is exploding on Instagram. In the last six months, 
consumption of video has increased by more than 40%. So video is a big thing. Sometimes people want sight, sound, and motion in order to be able to tell their stories. And sometimes it's not necessarily just a, like a straight video, the way you know video. Um, it might be Boomerang. I don't know whether you know Boomerang, but it takes, it, it's these cool little, little looping um, videos that take ordinary moments and turn them into um, fun and delightful moments. And You posted um, one of your son going up and down the stairs, right? I did, I did. And I, somebody once said this to me, and this is now how I think about it, is that motion is the new filter. Your CEO persuaded the Pope to go on Instagram. Tell us about that. The Pope is looking to inspire lots of people. And what he told our CEO is that a lot of times people will do when they come to see him is they will show him an image to get over the language barrier. Images are the most powerful way to connect because they transcend borders, languages, cultures, generations. He understood that there is a new global language of images. And in this case, 500 million people are contributing to that new global language of images. And and it could be images that are documenting the plight of refugees, images of hope and opportunity. And that can be really inspiring. Well, that's Marnie Levine. Uh, and I have to say, Alison, I reckon she could be VP for sales as well as uh, COO because she does uh, a pretty fantastic job in selling it. But just to zoom in on one of the questions that I thought was really sharp, this question about plateauing. And you were talking about Twitter uh, and people might think about Snapchat. And, and I wonder whether Instagram is doing really well just because it's in vogue. And maybe in a year's time, there'll be something else. Well, I think that's the constant challenge of Silicon Valley companies, of social media companies in general. They have to keep innovating. They can't just put out this cool platform and assume that people will come to it. So she really talked about how they listen to the feedback from people because not everyone loves Instagram. They recently changed their algorithm to put it not just strictly reverse chronological order. And that caused a bit of a, a pushback from certain users. So she really underlined how they're trying to listen to their users and please as many users as possible. So they've also launched this business profile to allow businesses like the entrepreneur that she mentioned to get their word out and reach their target audience. And of course, as as you mentioned at the opening, there's a very large, I think over 50% of the users are in this very um, sought after demographic of under 35 years. So it's a great way for companies and businesses and even media outlets to reach this younger gener- um, demographic. Mm. And, and Tony, do you get that? I mean, it, I mentioned also in my intro about uh, it was a story I was reading online just before I came in the studio that uh, I think they reckon that about half the Fortune 500 companies are using Instagram as part of their, their marketing outreach. Is that just a, a kind of a short-term flag of convenience or is that a model that everybody's going to build on? Well, I think you have these social media aggregators like Hootsuite and other um, uh, pieces of software where you can send something out on all of the platforms at once. And so I think most companies are just covering all bases, whether it's Instagram or Twitter or LinkedIn or Facebook or whatever, so that they can conveniently send it out uh, on all the platforms uh, at the same time. So it makes sense. You know, you've got a, a half a billion users on Instagram. You want to reach them. So, you know, you just uh, use some sort of... Uh, 
uh, software to, to cover all bases. Mm. I want to home in on the fact, um, Alison, that uh, Marnie obviously is a, a woman in an extremely prominent position uh, in an extremely prominent company. And I wonder whether you, in the time that you've been covering Silicon Valley, have seen a trend in that direction. The, I would say that the Silicon Valley companies are trying hard, um, but it's uh, it's very hard to move that needle. What is interesting about Marnie is she is a mentee. She's mentored by Sheryl Sandberg. They have a very similar career path. Just remind she, listeners about Sheryl so Sandberg. So Sheryl Sandberg is the chief operating officer of Facebook, which owns Instagram. So the two actually work very, very closely together. And uh, one thing that a lot of female entrepreneurs in positions of leadership have told me that one of the things they really need that will help women in positions of leadership in tech is to have male champions. That people like Mark Zuckerberg and the CEO of Google, Sundar Pichai, they have to step up and be champions of women and make it easy for their teams to attract, not just attract, but retain women. This is a key thing. And childcare is a large part of that, offering childcare on site. So so making sure that the onus isn't always on female executives to have uh, female mentees. 